You know, one of those songs uh, my son Ryan wrote, and I don't like that song because I know what it cost him to live that song. And, and I, I don't like going there because I'm his mom. And I was like, oh, that just hurts too much to remember. And, and so sometimes that's where we connect with God, isn't it? In the deep, dark places. And, and that's where gems and precious things are formed, aren't they? In the dark, in the deep, under heat, under pressure, over time. And, and then that's where treasure comes from. So, so we're going to go there tonight, okay? We're going we're gonna to go there. We're going to talk about friendship, and Nick has led us so beautifully in going deeper in that. But there's a pain that comes in friendship, isn't there? And, and so if we're going to get the, the full measure of what God is doing, we've got to go through that pain. So, Lord, we do. We just say yes to the whole thing. We say yes to the joy we say yes to uh, the price that we pay walking in this world to get there, to get where you're going, to get where you intend for us. So just come and take us through. Take us through tonight, God, and bring us into the fullness, the full measure of all that you've given your life to bring, to release in us, through us, for us, with us. Amen. So let's start with what we do know. Let's start with best friends, okay? So think about your best friend, okay? And, and it might not be now, because as you get older, like moi, you realize that you don't have a best friend in every season. You, you don't always have a BFF right there living next to you, and it's okay. So think back to the time, maybe it's now, maybe it's in the past, where you had a best friend, Everybody think about that for a minute. I'm going to watch your faces. I'll know you remember when I see that smile. You'll go, oh, yeah, I remember. Okay. Okay. So turn to somebody next to you and tell them, what's it like to have a best friend? Okay. And, and maybe you're talking about when you were 10 years old. You know, I don't know. But what's it like when you've got a, you know, kids these days, BFF, you know, when you've got that best friend? Okay, so take a minute or two and just refresh yourselves. What's that like? I'll just sit here with you. I said 720 before you start doing like the corporate ministry stuff that takes oh, okay, okay. okay, and then I can go into ministry time. Okay, okay, okay. So, so some of you are remembering good things because there's lots of smiles and laughter. So, a couple of brave souls, just a, a sentence. What's it like having a best friend? Somebody pop up. Tell us, what were you just telling somebody? Somebody's got your back. Somebody's got your back. Man, oh, it feels so good, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. You don't have to prove anything. You don't have to be anybody. Just safe, yeah? Yeah, yeah. 
you can you can go there, can't you? Like, it, it doesn't have to be nice because it's your best friend. Good. Safe place. Safe place. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that a good feeling? Somebody who's going to listen. They're not going to criticize. They're really listening, and they really care. Yeah. So, so that's a really good feeling, isn't it? And that longing for a friend is powerful, isn't it? And, and you can be happily married and long for a friend. Okay? So, so friendship is different. You can be dearly loved by your parents and still long for a friend. Okay? So there's a unique quality that, that fills a need and characterizes the relationship of friendship. It's, it's not just generic, oh, I'm, I'm loved. Okay? I, I'm loved by my parents. I'm loved by my kids. I'm loved by my spouse. And there's still a longing for friendship, for deep friendship. And, and having lots of surface friendships doesn't fill the need the way having a deep friendship does. Isn't that right? Okay, so quantity doesn't substitute for quality when it comes to friendship, okay? So lots to, lots to celebrate when we think about friends. Now let's think about a time when friendship has been painful for you. Okay? You don't have to share with the neighbor. Okay? That's, that's private. Okay? And, and friendship can be painful for several reasons, can't it? it? It can be painful because it's not there. Some of the most painful things is when you, you really like somebody and you really want to be a close friend and they could care less, you know? They just, it's not, it's not happening. And, and so sometimes it's rejection. Sometimes it's betrayal. You thought you were friends and then you find out they've been gossiping about you, something like that. So, so the pain of friendship can be the absence it can be, it's not what I thought it was. It's not what I wanted it to be. And man, it hurts, doesn't it? It, it goes deep. Yeah, all of a sudden we're just, we're, we're quiet because it hurts. And, and what's it like when a friend breaks our heart? There's a deep disappointment, isn't there? And, and it's like there's a hole and, and if it, the problem is that we don't have a deep friend, then there's this longing, this sense of, ah, you know, everything's going fine, but I'm missing something, and it hurts, and I ache. And, and other people seem to have close friends, and I don't. And I, I feel like I'm missing something. And I'm someone I, I love deeply, I love people. There's so much I want to share. And there has been some really deep times of pain in my life from friendship, lack of friendship, broken friendship, unreturned friendship. So this is one of those messages like, wow, I'm not talking about theory. 
Okay, I didn't have to do a lot of Bible study to think about what this topic could include. I just had to think about life and think about what it's like to be designed for love and friendship and to have that longing unmet, to have that hope disappointed and broken. So, so friendship is a powerful force in our lives. And we have to ask ourselves, oh, God, this hurts. Wouldn't it be easier if we didn't long for this? Wouldn't, wouldn't it just be easier to kind of turn it all off, you know, and just be little worker bees? You know, wouldn't it be great if all we needed was a good job? You know, wouldn't it be great if all we needed was exercise and food and sleep? Wouldn't that be easier? You know, wouldn't it be safer? We wouldn't have to risk. Oh, it really hurts to have opened my life to somebody and they closed it back up. Okay? So we have to ask, you know, God, why did you do this? Why is there longing in our hearts? Why are we so motivated to reach and to keep on reaching? Why does it hurt so much when it's disappointed? Did you set us up for this? Did you set us up to fail? Did you set us up to live a life that would be unfulfilled and disappointing and leave a big ache in our souls most of the time? Sometimes it can seem like that, right? Because if we look back, we go, yeah, there's just been a lot of heartache and disappointment in the area of friendships. You know, how is this a blessing? You know, why, why can't I just turn this off? Why did God do this? And, and so it's a good question because this is where we live, isn't it? And, and we can say, oh, the scriptures say this, the scriptures say that. It's like, yeah, but where do you live? Do you live in a place that's painful and full of disappointment? And to have to go, okay, is God who he says he is? What difference does his word make? Does the Holy Spirit, can he really go there if this is the kind of hurt that I have? It's not spiritual. It's the longing for a friend. So it's a good question. And an unanswered questions, unasked questions can really undermine our foundations. And so to go, okay, I'm going to go there. What about this ache in my heart? What about this longing that drives me? Okay, what, where did that come from and why is it there? So I've learned some really deep lessons about friendship. And, and I'm excited that we can go there together. So let's take another minute and think, what is it that we look for in a best friend? Okay, what is that best friend? Maybe the one you've had or the one you wish you had, okay? The one you're still <laughs> looking for, okay? What does a best friend look like for you? What are those qualities, okay? So again, grab somebody next to you, take a couple minutes, and just, what is it that we're looking for, okay? And, and we're not gonna let Matt and Nick sit next to each other. <laughs> that, that's not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Might draw blood over here. <laughs> yeah, so think about it. What, what are those qualities that we're looking for, that we're longing for? Okay?
Okay, so what are some of the things that are buzzing back and forth in these conversations? Just one quality. Just pop out, what's one quality? Caleb. Safe, okay, good, John. Okay, Olivia. Safety, good, Jeannie. Good, you probably just married your best friend, huh? <laughs> Susie? Cares for you. Mm, mm. Adam? The having things in common. Mm, good, good. How about you guys? Larry and Ashley? Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you just go on sitting there and enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> Let's see. I already got Henrik. How about Dottie? Huh? Somebody who gets you. Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, peanut gallery up here. Anybody want to? Joe? Oh, see, vulnerability. It took Joe to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the B word. <laughs> yeah. So, so these are all qualities, and, and everybody had something to say in answer to that question. And in some respects, it was probably pretty similar descriptions. Because we all know what we need and what we long for. I need to feel safe. I need to be listened to. I need somebody who's going to care about everything. Somebody who's going to get it and not criticize. Somebody who's not going to go, oh, really? You know? And, and that's what we're looking for. And in the times of my life, when I have poured my heart out and said, God, you know, my heart's broken. God, I need this and this and this and this. Not, not so long ago, there was this moment of thinking, oh, well, wait, I have all of that. I have someone capital S, someone. I have someone who always wants to listen to everything I say. My husband doesn't. My kids don't. <laughs> yeah, the, the accountability of all going to church together. <laughs> Not even my grandson, <laughs> although he's closer. <laughs> and and I began to realize, wow, my, my job description, the things that I long for deep in my soul, oh my goodness, that describes Jesus. That describes the character of God. I can think of a promise in the scriptures for every quality my heart is longing for. And I began to go, oh, wait a minute. Could this be the purpose of the longing? Could this be where that longing is supposed to take me? Could it be that it's not a setup for disappointment and failure and, and sorrow and fear and bitterness and all those things that can happen when our hearts are broken? Could it be that, that, is, uh, that that's the magnet? That's what's drawing me forward and saying, I need this, I long for this, I'm designed for this. Okay, Because when something's universal, when we all long for the same thing, you have to go, how did we all know to long for that? Where does that come from? 
And it's because there's something in us that says you're designed for that. You're designed for a BFF. You're designed for someone who hangs on your every word. You're designed for someone who never gets tired, who never responds and goes, really, haven't you grown out of that yet? You know, are you still stuck on that? How, what's wrong with you? Somebody who never does that. Somebody who never goes, la, 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 la. You already said that, mom, okay? <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> I told you, this sermon comes out of where I live. <laughs> and, and so realizing the, the first shift in my thinking was I have not been set up for failure and disappointment. I've not been set up for a lifetime of unfulfilled longing and hurt feelings. I have been designed to need and to want and to long for something that I have. Someone who's been longing to say, yes, here I am. Here I am. I'm that friend. I am that fulfillment. And so if you go through your job description of what you're looking for in a best friend, I invite you, I challenge you, you get out your Bible and you start finding those references and going, I have that friend. I don't have to spend the rest of my life looking for that friend, longing for that broken friendship. The disappointment of that person doesn't like me the way I like them. I have it. I have it all right here, right now. And it's never going to go away. He's never going to get tired of me. He's never going to like somebody else. I'm never going to bore him or disappoint him so much. And he goes, okay, we're, yeah, never mind. Okay. So let's look. I, I looked at a couple of things. Said, okay, I want someone who's always going to listen. Okay, let's think about David. Let's think about our friend David, shepherd king. Okay, he got sent out in the back 40 to watch the sheep. What did he do? He sat there with nothing to do but think and sing and worship. And he got to know God. And the scriptures call him a man after God's own heart. Boy, wouldn't you love that to be said about you? You know, on your tombstone, the angels wrote it. This is how this man is known in heaven. Well, what's his relationship with God look like? Well, if you are in trouble, what do you do with your Bible? Can I look at that? If you're, if you're hurting, what do you do? Okay, you open your Bible, and where do you open it to? Yeah, Psalms. Have you ever thought about why? <laughs> okay, because we always go, oh, I need the Psalms. You know, why? Why do we need the Psalms? Because it's real. Because no matter why you're hurting or how you're hurting, it's going to be right there in print, right? If you're jealous, if you're angry, if you're bitter, if you're frightened, if you're lonely, it's all right there in black and white. And, and sometimes it was pretty raw. Sometimes David was having a pity party. Sometimes he was bitter. Sometimes he's like, would you just zap them, God? Okay. So it's not a record of a wonderful man and his perfect attitude. What is it? It's David's journal. Okay. It's the record of friendship. It's God saying, you know what? This is what I want it to look like. Okay? He didn't leave us a sermon. He didn't leave us a list of David's accomplishments. He said, this is the legacy of David. It's friendship. 
look at this. This is what I'm inviting you into. This is what I'm longing for. Come on in. See, and so David is that picture, that invitation and saying, wow, you're never going to get judged. You're never going to get thrown out on your ear because you have a bad attitude. Now, David, we see him processing in his journal. He starts off with stinky bad attitude. And by the end of a psalm, he's like, well, you are good, and I'm sorry, and things are going to get better. Okay? But, but he didn't skip the bad part, and God didn't skip it either. He could have erased all that. We could have just seen the glory at the last two verses of every psalm, but we don't. We have all 20 of the verses of bad attitude. Why? Because it's a model of that friendship. Okay? And so that longing that we have, I just want somebody to listen. I just want somebody to accept me. Well, you've got it. You've got it. And you've got a big, long, fat example. There's more verses given to his sorry whinings and bitter self-pity. There's a lot of text given to David's journal in the Psalms. So it must be important. And I think it's right there in the middle of the book to reassure us and say, it's okay. You're desperate and you open the book to the verses that show whatever your issue is, David's already had it and God didn't zap him. He was called the man after God's own heart. So this element of friendship, saying, I need, you've got. Okay, what else do you want? Yeah, you want somebody who's always there. How about Psalm 103? Where could I go from your spirit? Is there anywhere you can go? No. Okay, there's, there's somebody I want to share every experience with. Well, Romans 12, weep with those who weep. Rejoice with those who rejoice. There's nothing outside the range of emotions where God goes, you know what? I don't want to go there with you. It's depressing to be around you. It's like, no, I'll go there. I'll sit there. We'll go through this together. Okay, it's right there in the scriptures, okay? Somebody who's, who's listening and somebody who's thinking about me. Well, how about Psalm 139? Your thoughts, I can't even... got that BFF I've always known I needed, that my heart has always longed for. And so the first point for us is to go, that longing isn't meant to torment us. That longing is an invitation. Okay? Well, what else can we learn from that? Jesus is that best friend. Any description that you have, there is something in the scriptures to say he is that best friend, that fulfillment. Now, the second question that I had to look at and perhaps would be helpful for you is to go, am I that friend? Am I that friend? Because I began to realize that the hurt and what I felt I was missing in my friends, I was that friend to Jesus. I was the friend who didn't bother to return the call. I was the friend that felt it was more important to do something with someone else. Okay. I was the friend who didn't say thank you. And I began to go, oh, wow, this isn't just all about me being fulfilled by this never-ending friendship. Am I that friend back to him? I, I can be. Because... A child doesn't have the same capacity for friendship that we do. 
It's pretty one-sided with a child. Okay, I love my little grandson like nobody's business. But I don't expect him to say, Nana, how's your day? You know, what can I do to bless you? Like, <laughs> that, that's not on his horizon for about 20 years. I don't know, he's a, he's a guy, maybe 30, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sexist. I've raised two boys. I deserve to be sexist. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I'm happy to say they do grow into it, and I have two very sensitive, loving sons and an amazing husband. Yeah. So I have lots of hope for Shep. But, but I don't expect him to be my friend. Okay, that we're not friends. I'm his grandmother. I expect to meet his needs, and I don't expect him to meet mine. Okay, but that's, and that's an aspect of our relationship with God where he says, you know what? I'm the parent, you're the child. I get that. But he invites us into friendship. Okay, because we're invited to be a child. We're invited to be a spouse. We're invited to be sheep. There's, there's lots of facets to this thing, but one of them is friendship. And Nick's done that in spades, so we're not going to go there. But, but we are invited into friendship. And so saying, you know, I can be that friend to Jesus. Do I value what he says? Do I value that time with him? And, and that's not a condemnation thing for us to go, oh, something else to fail at. But it's the invitation and saying you can have that kind of mutual intimacy. That's what he's inviting us into. And the longing of our own heart is, is proof. Okay? So, so that's part of it, though, isn't it? It's owning I haven't been that friend, have I? There is so much more for us. Okay, if, if I step up and let him be my friend, and then I step up and I'm his friend, wow. We can begin to experience a level of friendship that I have only longed for. Okay? Now, there's one more facet to this thing that I think is part of getting all the way through into everything Jesus has done and wants to do in us, for us, and with us. And, and that is looking at the fact, I have settled for a substitute. I've spent a lot of energy trying to get these needs met in friends. And, and I can tell you right now, that doesn't normally end well. Okay? Because my level of need and expectation far outweighs the capacity of someone else to fill me. And I'm friends with some really remarkable people. So it's not because I don't choose well. It's not because they're losers. Okay? It's because they're human, and so am I. And, and so when I start focusing in on a friendship or my group of friends, and saying, you are going to fulfill me. I'm going to get that sense of well-being and being unconditionally loved, and you know, all of that is going to happen with you. Now, I am very privileged to consider Susie Heth a, a dear friend, okay? And I cherish our friendship. But if I start looking at Susie and am looking for all of my attention and all of my affection and everything has to be met by Susie Heth, Okay, I'm going to crumble, and so is she. 
and, and it's, we're not going to have a healthy, long-lived friendship because the level of my need and my expectation is going to suck that thing dry, and, and there's not a friendship left. And so there's an element to owning this and saying, I am designed for intimacy, and I need it. And you go, yes, I have it. And I need to intentionally go after that source of affection and attention. And, and sometimes we have gone after other people at the expense of our relationship with God. Instead of going after God, we go after the attention and affection and approval and intimacy with others. Sometimes we create that for ourselves. And that is not only sad and doesn't work, it is wrong. Okay, putting anything above our pursuit and our love and our affection, our priority of the Lord, that's the big I word, okay? I am seeking, and it's also called idolatry, okay? And saying, you have that place of God. You fulfill me. You define me. And my life is spent pleasing and pursuing you, okay? Whether it's money, whether it's a relationship, whatever we put in that place, it not only doesn't work, but it's wrong. So that's the third element for this thing, is saying, I've been designed for this, and I can run after it with hope and faith. And I need to have a conscious transfer of my affections and my expectations. And it may involve some repentance. Repentance means I'm running after people, and I have to go, whoops, wrong direction. I am turning around, and I'm going the other way. Okay? It doesn't mean, oh, poor me, I, I wish everybody liked me. It's like, no, I am turning around, and I am going after God. And I am repenting and saying, God, I'm sorry that I've accepted a substitute. I'm sorry that I have elevated other people and relationships to a place that only you deserve. Okay, So there's, for some of us, there might be part of the healing, part of the freedom to receive everything God has for us in friendship is that conscious, I'm, I'm not going to go there anymore. I am repenting of that. I am turning away from that. I am setting my affections and my intention on God. Okay, so there's, there's kind of three elements here. Okay, does it mean we don't have friends? No. Of course we have friends. But putting them in their right place and putting Jesus and the friendship that we're designed for in its right place, that's what God is inviting us for. That is the longing of our hearts. So, so we're going to take a couple of minutes now because we went there. Okay, We've talked about some, some deep things. And, and so we're not going to have a big public ministry time because this is quite private. Okay? So I, I want you to take a couple of minutes. And I want you to process for your own self. There, there's tremendous good news from this message. This is not a sorry message. This is a good message. Everything you ever longed for in a best friend, you have it. You have it. So reach out and get a hold of it. Reach out and start living like you have a best friend. Reach out and start living like you're somebody's best friend because you are. And there is joy, and there's fulfillment, and there's freedom, and identity, and security in that. 
Okay? That's for you to reach out and grab because it's true. It's right there in the scriptures. Okay? So that's part of it. The other part is saying, is there something holding me back? Okay? Do I need to say, sorry, God, I have been living for other people? Do you need to ask forgiveness? Do you need to extend forgiveness? There may have been people who've broken your heart, and you need to forgive them. Do you need to forgive yourself and go, oh, I know I did. It's like, man, I've spent so many years running around after one relationship after another. I feel foolish. I feel broken. God, I need healing and restoration. I need to forgive some people. I need to forgive myself. And I need to ask for your forgiveness. So I am free from being held back from the past. Because if we don't, then the rest of our lives, like, man, I'm not letting anybody in. No, no. I'm going to protect myself. I don't even want that. And it cuts off our access to God. And so being able to go, I want and I need a best friend and I have one. See, that's quite vulnerable, right? So we're going, who, me? Nope, don't need any friends. I'm safe. That's the business that we have to do with God tonight. Celebrate, yes, we see that all of these both hands, body, right? That's what we mean. Let it go first. Let go of the bitterness, let go of the fear, let go of the disappointment, let go of running after people so that you have both hands free to receive the full measure of the friendship that God has designed you for. So we'll just take a couple of minutes and then we'll finish with some worship. Oh, Jesus, we just, together, we bring you our brokenness and our neediness. We bring you the longings of our hearts for that best friend. And we just bring that to you. And we, we, we make ourselves vulnerable again and say, yes, that is what I want. I want that level of friendship with you. God, would you take us past the hurt, the disappointment, the bitterness, the fear. Would you just cleanse our souls, Lord, as we come before you in humility and repentance. Wash away the grit, the grime, the stain, the shame, the regret. God, would you heal the wounds, heal the sad places, the frightened places. Fill those in with the cleansing flow that we were singing about earlier. Just that, that hope, that freedom, that joy, that cleansing river that comes right from the throne. God, we want to be free from the past, free from the wounds of friendship gone awry. And God, we want to come into the fullness, come into the freedom, come into the richness, the sweetness, the healing, security, identity, joy that you have designed for us in friendship. So we want to grab hold of that which we have been grabbed hold of, that destiny and that place that includes intimate, joyous friendship with you. In Jesus' name.